and welcome to the Living With Long Covid podcast. My name is Julie, I am a registered nurse in the UK. I went from frontline worker in May 2020 to Covid-19 patient and subsequently I have Long Covid. I decided to create this podcast to share my personal lived experience of living with Long Covid, the impact this has on your personal and professional life. Disclaimer, the podcast is not a medical podcast. I am not giving medical advice. You would need to consult a medical professional. I intend to explore, discuss and learn together more about long COVID and how long haulers can live well with long COVID over subsequent podcast. And I hope you can join me. Okay, so today's podcast is called What is POTS? And the reason for the title is that although I'm a nurse, I have not particularly come across um, the 10 POTS until recently. Um, So for those who are unfamiliar with POTS, it stands for Postural Orthostatic Tachycardia Syndrome. And it is one one of at least 15 types of dystocinomia. So as we are all aware, Uh, there are around 200 symptoms of long COVID Um, and this can be quite challenging for us all um, as I don't need to tell you guys but because it can cause blurred lines with many other conditions and of course this can be very challenging. For me I have so many symptoms at any one time most of the time that it is hard to define what is caused or exacerbated by what? Um, I have discussed several things um, I've done to work out what is causing certain symptoms and what self-care I have used to help ease the symptoms. And uh, as I always say, it is symptom management at this point um, as we don't have a cure. Um, Anyway, from the onset, I have had dizziness, nausea, Um, which has been exacerbated certainly from a standing position lying or seated um, or when I've stood for a length of time as well um, and on movement um, especially sort of quick movement of my head so what happens is my heart feels like it could thud out of my chest um, and I kind of I don't know, I initially put the dizziness down to low blood pressure and postural drop. I um, I do tend to run on a low blood pressure anyway. Um, so that didn't seem unusual to me because again, those would be symptoms of postural drop. And they do create nausea, um, which obviously goes hand in hand with that dizziness feeling. So, um, and, and also, in the um in the sort of early onset of well the acute phase of a covid and the obviously continuous long covid i had myocarditis so you can see these blurred lines would appear so myocarditis is inflammation of the heart you guys may be aware just just in case you're not so um and i, I so I obviously I'm th- seeing all these different symptoms. I'm kind of kind of sort of trying to logically place them myself and didn't think anything of it too much, but I did um I did I did want to um mention that to the doctor. So 
the the discussions with the doctor were generally the same over the the time period because as i said i could i could imagine they were in the same thought process as me um and although i had mentioned it several times um and discussed the symptoms i was having nothing over the two years had been picked up specifically um certainly not for uh pots um and it was just left basically as symptoms of long covid so basically it it started um like i said at the onset and it has gradually got worse um especially that first time i stand up whether it's in a morning or whether i've been seated um, or laying down for a little while um i have to really prepare myself so that i don't pass out i do get to a point of blackness um whenever i do start, even with the preparation it's it still goes really black um so initially i was manually taking my pulse um at times of the day when i could feel my heart thudding out of my chest um whenever i had any of of um of the dizziness and nausea as well so just to keep an eye on it um and just you know um sitting down and then having a lie down even to try and help it to ease off um because that was seemingly the only thing that would help um at this particular point is if i took a seat and laid down basically so um eventually i I decided that i would get a pulse oximeter um so that i could check my o2 the reason being there is i the dizziness obviously was becoming like um gradually worse and more of a concern and i felt like my saturations were dropping again um that might sound strange or you guys might um relate to that but it just felt really um really strange so um i i got the the um pulse oximeter ordered and um i obviously already knew i was having tachycardia from taking my pulse manually and i just decided to try and do a little bit of research on these symptoms and see if anything had come about in relation to long covid and this was challenging itself because my brain fog as you guys will know if you've been listening to the podcast um has been really difficult recently um and i can only read um a short amount of words and i often even struggle to retain a paragraph so this was a challenge in itself because i have to read and reread and have the energy to to do that as well so um but anyway um the pulse oximeter arrived and um just on basic testing my o2 and heart rate seemed fine at rest um although i did have um and i've continued to have a couple of what we'd term funny turns and my saturation levels dropped really low it was very extreme at one point it went to 73 percent on on air obviously um but i did recover um uh, fairly rapid rapidly within a few minutes otherwise that would have been a definite hospital visit but so that obviously was a concern um so i did um I did I did have moments of tachycardia um at rest. Um 
but they were more prominent or more well more noticeable um as I said on the movements and standing up etc so I decided that I would start taking my pulse when I stood up um and sure enough it would literally shoot up so for example my pulse would be 54 beats per minute at rest I've always had a low blood pressure and a, a, a not not dangerously low low at all so just but just a slower pulse rate um within within limit you know the limitations it's, it's absolutely fine um so 54 beats per minute and i would stand up and it would go over 110 beats per minute which obviously in terms of what my resting heart rate is that's a, a great deal of a difference and on sitting down i wouldn't recover very quickly um, although I would, but my heart rate would stay above for quite some time, the 54. It may stay between 60 and 70 for quite a while until it sort of settles again. So I researched and learned a little bit more about dystautonomia, specifically POTS, and its association with long COVID. Um, and I then decided that I needed more of a snapshot of what was going on for me um to give to my gp so i started taking my o2 and heart rate every morning and what i would do is i'd take it while i was lying in my bed without lifting my head off the pillow even just i would just reach my arm and get the pulse oximeter um and then i would take that whilst laying down and then i would stand up um and take the pulse reading obviously trying not to pass out first which is I'm, I'm it's not it's not funny it's it really is a horrible sensation if anybody does have it um and then finally seated to check out the difference so that I had this over a period of time as well to show that it wasn't just a one-off a moment in time and just something that randomly happened um, and for, for myself to sort of know that it, you know this is something more than um, you know potential low blood pressure or, or symptoms of uh, symptoms just put not just but put down to long COVID rather than it being something specific and potentially treatable um, so anyway I also was monitoring the difference between minor activity uh, sitting lying all, all the different elements to try and get an idea of what was um was the trigger and it just really is you know standing up moving um lifting my head f to a certain angle which would be obviously from a seated position onwards really so um so what i did was i logged it in my journal um so obviously I put the four P's planner out for you guys if you find it helpful. This is what I use day in, day out. And I just added this part to it so that I could monitor my heart rate and my O2. Um, the planner is still in my bio and available to you guys. All you do is click on the button in the bio. It will ask for your email address. Um, and that's literally just so that the um, planner can go out automatically. So if you would like a copy of that, by all means, feel free. And any feedback um, on the planner 
would be appreciated. I have had some and, and it's really nice to know that it is helpful. So, okay, so I, um, as I said, I logged it in my journal and it was so that I could see if there was a, that possible possibility of a pattern, but obviously most importantly, so that I could show my GP in the hope that I could um, get some treatment tests um, or a referral. Um, and I also um, had researched things that I could potentially do in the terms of self-care uh, that might be able to help. Um, and I put those self-care tips in place. Um, I increased the salt in my diet. And truthfully, I don't have a lot of salt in my diet generally. I never really have. Um, it, it, it's been that sort of the health conscious element that I don't add salt to anything. A lot of our foods these days already have quite a bit um, added to it. If you're not, if you, you know, not being able to eat fresh foods and obviously from scratch food all the time which most of us are not able to do um and the other element was to elevate my head 10 inches higher um than than my body whilst lying down um or in bed you know wherever i may be laying down um and as always, um, I say I have a good fluid intake, but I was, it's, you know, it's always good to, and it doesn't hurt to just check in with yourself and ensure you are hitting that. So I, I double checked, I was definitely hitting two, two to 2.5 litres of good fluids um, every day. And I say good fluids because um, obviously caffeine, coffee is a diuretic, um, We've got bladder irritants um, in citrus drinks, etc. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend energy drinks as a, or fizzy drinks for that matter, um, as as a good fluid intake because again, caffeinated and even if you get the sugar freeze and decafs, they still um, got bicarbonate in, in them and it's a bladder irritant and a diuretic, so you don't maintain as much um, fluid um as you you want to be doing so that's why i'm saying good fluids okay so just at this point let me make a little disclaimer again because i know i do at the beginning of the podcast but this isn't a medical podcast so please do not make any changes to your diet or lifestyle uh, without discussing this with your gp and this is definitely not advice on how to treat pots um you would need to discuss um any treatments diagnosis with your doctor i just wanted to put that out there because obviously everybody's daily salt intake etc is different and could have a detrimental effect on your health as can increase in fluids if you're um if you have anything such as a heart condition so again please do check in with your healthcare professional so i then took this information to to my doctor that i um had written down and i was really really nervous to do this to be quite honest because um the last experience I had with a doctor, which some of you guys might might remember, was um, I experienced gaslighting, and um, after following that incident, I did complain to the surgery, and it's quite out of character for me to make those kind of complaints. Um, however, I just wanted to try and prevent anybody else going through the same. 
um, feelings and situation that I did um, at that particular point it's it's very difficult and living with long COVID is challenging enough without having to battle your way through an appointment to try and get treatment so (laughs) anyway um, I did find going to the doctors that day quite traumatic I'd built it up in my own mind to be quite honest Um, and you know that probably wasn't the right thing for me to do but um, I had my book I kept myself composed and I did um, I I went to the appointment and I showed the the GP um, which was a a different one again because when I first became unwell with um, COVID and long COVID my contact was with one particular doctor my surgery doesn't necessarily do that but then I just was asking for that particular doctor because um, that doctor was helpful and and you know although we didn't have a there wasn't a great deal they could do in this area for me we talked about the postcode lottery of of services um that the doctor was you know really nice and helpful but subsequently the one that I'd spoken to when I experienced gaslighting um you know it, it was just one appointment over the telephone but it really did have that impact so um you know, it, it, it's it, we, it, we we shouldn't need to have to experience that. But this was another doctor as well. So obviously, when I when I first went in, I felt really quite nervous. Um, but I showed the GP um, my heart rate and uh, two readings. I explained the symptoms that I was having, and um, it was quite strange, really, because the the doctor was very kind um, in lots of ways. Um, took my blood pressure and was um, kind of well yeah your blood pressure's okay and you know so I was saying yeah I appreciate my blood pressure's okay it's it's always on the lower side of normal but it, it is it is okay and um, but it's my pulse and my O2 levels that I'm showing you because I've been monitoring them and the differences when I stand up um, when I sit down etc um, and I'm thinking I may have parts. Um, so the doctor said, well, no, because your blood pressure's fine. And I said, but you do understand that POTS is not my blood pressure. We're talking about my heart rate. And with that, it was, yeah, it was a situation where I knew that the doctor was having a little check on what POTS was, but instead of just letting me know that they weren't completely clear what it was, kind of doing a smoke screen, and, and that to me, it doesn't fill you with confidence. I would rather somebody say, because as I said to you at the beginning of this podcast, I'm a nurse and I wasn't familiar with POTS because it's not an area of nursing that I've I've come across, um, that I've worked in specifically, um, but also I haven't come across a patient with with that to this stage of, of my career so so if you don't know you don't know and nobody can know everything but anyway so I'd said I explained a little bit more about it and I um explained what my concerns were and what self-care I'd put into place and he 
agreed to send me to to refer me to cardiology I did explain that you know I wasn't sure whether cardiology would be the right place because in some areas I am aware that that it's not cardiology that you would go to um some of the um the falls teams and what have you look more into pots because of of um people obviously falling and passing out because um uh, obviously of, of what happens um with the dizziness and um, what have you um and the heart rate um or two etc so anyway i you know I, that's fine referred to cardiology wherever is going to be helpful um is you know that's a step in the right direction so i am now waiting for that appointment and this has been probably about three weeks two three weeks at this point um obviously we can be waiting quite a while um i am speaking to my doctor again tomorrow so i'm hoping to get a little bit more insight um as to what what's what's happening um and i do appreciate that this might take some time so in the meantime i remain very conscious when i'm standing up from a seated position i hold on to items um around the house um or my husband when I'm on my feet or walking um, I add salt to the diet rather than avoid it at this point I am elevating my head in bed um, and I do feel that these um, little life changes have helped a little bit and the reason I'm saying that is at this point my heart rates remained in lying at around 53 54 beats per minute but but on standing instead of it being 110 i'm it's about 99 which still is not amazing and it's it, it's it's a greater increase than 30 um beats per minute um but it's you know it's potentially made a little bit of a difference putting those lifestyle changes in place and you know i'm hoping to get some clarity with official tests and then any medication if required um because you know that's the potential to reducing um or stopping these symptoms and that would be amazing because obviously um we have so so many symptoms within this long covid journey that reducing or stopping any of them is is you know absolutely brilliant and what we what we obviously want so i find it really difficult as well feeling nauseous all of the time um and with the disney dizziness because it can really put me off my food um i can sometimes just feel really you know too sick to eat um although i do push myself too because um weight has been an issue for me as i've said in previous podcasts so I do my best but long COVID is certainly a challenge and I feel like currently for me the only control I can gain is to try and work on the symptoms one at a time and at least try to manage those so that I can function a little bit better um I appreciate that that is not something that um you know everybody is wanting to do or able to do um um, but you know if anyone is experiencing what they think may be POTS I would say please contact your GP and request a referral to the appropriate consultant um, I will update you guys on what happens following the referral um, and I am 
considering um, whether you know I I can look for for a doctor out there that's got an interest in POS, but that that's not necessarily something that um, again everybody can do all that I'm going to be able to do. I I'm, I need to look into that. So. Um, Okay, if you guys would like to get in touch with me, and please continue to do so, because it really is so nice to hear from you. Um, you know, just DM me at Julie Taylor nine five four five on Instagram. You can also follow me on that platform, and you can join the Long COVID Thames. Uh, Thames, I do apologise. The Long COVID. I will start again, third time lucky. You can join the Long Term Conditions Health and Wellbeing page on Facebook and follow me on Twitter as well if you would like to. I will add all the social media links in the show notes to make that easier anyway. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please, please hit the five star rating button and if possible, leave me a review. It really does help the podcast grow and reach more people, um, which has always been my aim um, as you guys know so on the next podcast I am so excited I will have my first ever guest um and I am really excited to um have a guest on the show and I hope you guys will continue to join me until then take care thanks bye bye (laughs) 